This podcast allows others to tell their spiritual stories and journeys and gives them the safe space to do so. Some things said within may not always align with the views of our podcast. Here at Coven of Rejects, we believe in allowing anyone to tell their story regardless of our own personal beliefs. While we do encourage you to follow our guests on social media to better understand their journey, we do ask that you use your own intuition to discern what energy may or may not align with you. What's up, weirdos, rejects, and free spirits? Welcome back to another episode of Coven of Rejects. I'm your host, Diana Ratliff. As always, sit back, clutch your crystals, and let's get into some crazy spiritual shit. I want to thank Triple Seven Sounds for making that kick-ass introduction song. You can find them on Instagram at 777sounds. This week's guest is medium Noelle Richardson, and this was actually the first time that I attempted to do a Zoom recording for the podcast, and unfortunately, there was technical difficulty with the Zoom, so those of you who are on Patreon, you are going to be able to see the interview itself that happened over Zoom and be able to see Noelle's beautiful face for the first half of the podcast. It's a completely unedited video, so you guys can hop on over to Patreon. Those of you that are already members, you already have access. It was uploaded this morning. Those of you who are not Patreon members, I'm getting so many questions about what is Patreon. So Patreon is a website where we are uncensored creators over there. So we can have different level tiers where we can offer different things and it is a monthly subscription. So I have three different tiers. We have the beginner witch tier, the sorceress, and the crone. If you guys click on the link in the description for Patreon, it will take you to the website. It will show you what I have available on different tiers. Every tier does have access to these behind the scenes that are going to be happening with the Zoom. You guys also get um, all of the videos that I have put together, but then the other tiers just get some additional things. So even those of you who can only do $5 a month, that's no problem at all. You're still getting so much content and it really helps me to be able to get the things that we need equipment and manpower and whatnot in order to um, bring you guys more and keep on evolving the podcast and the content in the future. So I appreciate every single one of you who is on Patreon, who sees the goal, who sees the dream, who is loving the content. I really appreciate the feedback. One thing that I do want to say is I am really trying to get this 420 smoke and witchcraft zoom going that we're going to be doing every month. It's available for the sorceress and the crone tier, and we need to be able to lock in dates on that. So I recently did a post on there asking who would be available at what time, what day in order to do this Zoom. We don't have very much left of April, and I am dying to give you guys that. So if you could please go on there, let's find a day that works, yeah? 
Just a couple of little announcements. I want to remind everybody that every single person who orders merch this month is getting a free reading from me. Um, It's kind of been an alternate of tarot and oracle. I'm doing a little bit of both in the readings. I'm just doing whatever deck and energy I feel drawn to for that client. So what will happen is you'll order your merch. By the way, Patreon members, please remember that you have discounts on merch. And yes, you can use your discounts and still get the free reading with me. Um, But you guys are going to order your merch. I say give me 72 hours after you place your merch order to get a reading from me. And I will reach out as soon as I'm going to do your reading and ask you if you have a topic or if you have a question that you are wanting that reading specifically to be on. If you don't, not a single problem. We'll just do a general reading. I tend to use both my tarot and my oracle deck. And I just got a new little oracle deck in yesterday. If you guys are on my Instagram, you saw that in my story. Make sure that you guys are following me on Instagram and TikTok as Gemini Goddess 420 and the Coven of Rejects Facebook page, which is just Coven of Rejects. You guys are also welcome to follow me on my personal Facebook, which is Diana Ratliff. And yeah, I'm on all of those platforms. You guys can see all the updates on things and um, sometimes different clips of different readings or things that we have coming up. The mediumship reads have just been popping off lately. I've been working really hard on reading and expansion and research and honing more in on my craft. And I've really been learning a lot from Noelle Richardson, who you guys are going to be hearing this week. Um, If you want a reading with me, if you have questions about a reading with me, you can go on to the website covenofrejects.com. If you go under services, you will see my reading options there. If you guys have a question when you are on the website, there is a little chat bubble. You can send a quick email. I get back to you really quick. Just put your phone number there for me so I can shoot you a text and I will help answer absolutely any questions, help find a reading that fits best for you. And um, if you don't have a time availability that's on my website, maybe I can open something up for you. Just a reminder, those of you who are on Patreon, you guys have discounts for readings, for all readings, all services. So make sure that if you are going to be getting a reading with me and you are on my Patreon, reach out to me directly to book because unfortunately, my website does not let you put your discount code in for readings. However, you can put your discount code in for merch. Do you guys see how fucking cool this Patreon sounds, right? People get a little bit of stuff for free or discounted. (laughs) We are going to jump right into this episode now. Please sit back, chill out, and vibe with Noelle Richardson. Like itchy and scratchy, aren't we? (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm like, at least we figured this out. But the whole thing is, is that you're going to get it. This, you know, this is new and you're going to get better at it. Hell yeah, I am. Eventually I'll pay $200 a month to, or I think it's $200 for the year for Zoom. And then they let you record and do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Well, we'll get, we'll get there, you know, baby steps, baby steps, but you know, you're going to do it. So tell me, do you, do you love doing your podcasts? Like, how do you feel about it? I love doing the podcast. Um, I've met a lot of really cool people on the podcast and I've found that everybody uses their gifts in a different way. 
which for me has taken a lot of pressure off. And um, it was funny listening back because my first couple of episodes, I was like, I wouldn't be able to read for people because I care what people think. And like, it would really like affect me and I don't give a fuck anymore. (laughs) Wow. That takes a lot. Thanks a lot. So um, you are the first guest that I've ever had where we're doing this on Zoom, where people are going to get to see your face and then they can also listen to the episode. Um, And so what I like to do on the show is we always start off with um, where you like what your upbringing was like as far as spirituality when you started feeling what your gifts are and then how you started like honing in on them and what the the process was. So when you were raised, were you raised in like spirituality? How was your upbringing like with the gifts that you have? I came in as a real religious kid, but I didn't have that religious family around me. My mother was more of a, you know, free spirit. And my father just didn't care till I asked him, like, I want to go to church. My mother was raised very strict Catholic and very anti-church. She went to Catholic high school. She went to you couldn't even, if you talked to her, she wouldn't even go in. She wouldn't even walk in. Why? So she she just, she didn't believe in it. I remember okay. when people were getting baptized. She was sitting outside like, what is this over? Like, you really couldn't talk to her about it. So she had that religion, but she didn't want to be in a church structure with it. No, she, she, it was really strict the way my mother grew up. There was nuns that had no problem hitting you with rulers. Yeah, that's true. So you couldn't really... My mother wasn't a fan. And even till, yeah, when she, even when we buried her, we knew better. <laughs> better than that. Don't pray. Don't, don't even, don't try it. Yeah. Cause she was a really free spirit. I, so. Was it her the other day that told you, cause I was talking with you on the phone and you're like, fine, well, I'll, I'll smoke with her. And I'm like, how do you know I'm smoking? You're all my dead mother told me. I go, my dead mom says you're smoking. <laughs> yeah. My parents tell on people they do. Your dad, when you told me, you had me look at somebody and I was like, oh, he's boring. Like, I don't want to follow him, but like, I like his stuff. And you're all, that's what my dead dad said. Dead Roy said the same thing to me. I'm like, this guy's amazing. His evidence is flawless. Why isn't he like, like he's, you know, telling story time after story time. I'm like, his evidence is, I mean, he's great. My father's like, no one wants to watch that. (laughs) no one wants to watch that so getting back to you so you grew up with your so your dad was okay with the church scene your mom was not no no were you in were you in one household yeah so was was she supportive of him like wanting to take you to church she just never went she just never went no she was never going to walk into a church again And when did you start feeling like you, because, so do you identify as, you identify as a medium, right? Yes. Certified medium. When did you start feeling like you had those gifts and started, how did you start honing in on that? I didn't really want to hone in on anything. I just wanted to run for the fucking hills. Like, really? I was two years old and I was scared out of my mind. I made my first family prediction about the family dog when I was seven and everything I told my mother came true. What was your prediction? I want to hear about this. I, I woke her up in the middle of the night, which in my family, you don't wake people up. You don't go into bedrooms. It's a, that's a private thing. I don't yeah. know how weird that is, but my parents were like, you don't, you suffer and you know, you suffer by yourself. So I woke her up and I told her piece by piece, right down to the car that was going to hit the dog, how the dog was going to die. The dog was going to last for two weeks. Two weeks later, everything happened the way I said it. What? Yep. 
And so your so your dog got hit by the car and you you oh, yeah, died. Yes, and I was as a seven year old kid, I was horrified. Like of course you were horrified. Like I was like, I am never. I want never to talk about this again. I don't want anybody to look at me funny. Like yeah, no, I dumped it right there and then. So dumped what was the right reaction there. like from them when you said oh, that and then that ignore, happened? Ignore, ignore. I said a lot of things, crazy things. My father told me before he died that I used to play at a friend's house and I used to tell my father, there's too many soldiers in the backyard, too many soldiers in the backyard. And he told me before he died, he said, I didn't know what to do with you. But that, that house was right where Plymouth Rock, um, the war had been. Holy and shit. And was, you didn't know that? You're just a kid. I was a kid. I didn't know anything about history. So were they able to make those correlations and be like, this is weird because up. this is My real? mother looked it up. My mother looked it up. My mother went to the town hall, but she didn't tell me. Oh my gosh. Way, way later. Yeah. Why wouldn't they tell you? I think that my, they were so scared out of it, Diana. I don't think that these people were equipped to know what to do. And of course, my father felt that this was the type of title you would never put on yourself. You would never put a title of hocus pocus on yourself. He was thinking, my kid in the long run, I want her to be successful. You know, I don't want her walking, people looking at her funny. I mean, this is how, you know, a man of the, you know, 50s generation felt like, this is not a career. What are you thinking? And yeah. I, I, you know, I wore a lot of, a lot of black, a lot like long black dresses since I was, my mother used to say, stop looking like you're going to a seance. And I said, I am. Every day in the spring. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? So yeah, so I, I did. Did they my, ever get to the point that they accepted it, that you guys talked about it? No, they my, just talked right to you before, from the dead now. Right before my mother died, I told her that I was studying mediumship. Someone in the family said, if she sees spirits, she has the devil in her heart. Fucking God. My mother didn't listen. And she said this, but I didn't know all this. So I'm just going to do like backtrack. Okay. So my mother, my mother was really supportive of me. She was super supportive of me and I was getting my certification and she died. Three months later, I was getting my certification. Oh, wow. Yeah, and, I was, and she was like so excited for it. So when she died, because obviously you have a connection with her now that she's passed mm -hmm. on. So when she died, was she, did you get visits from her when you graduated? Did you know that she was there? Oh, no, when I, I was sitting at the hospital watching her she showed up as a full apparition. I watched her die. Wow. I, yeah, and everybody's crying in the room and I'm like, she left two days ago. What are you guys doing? Because we had to pull the plug. I'd already, oh, so I'd already seen her in her So I had already seen her. <laughs> I don't know how to say this out loud because I don't know who's going to hear it, but I don't really give a fuck. I, my, I was standing in my mother's condo. And of course my father is just like devastated we have two people on a plane on their way and I'm not going to say who. And my mother looks at me in a full apparition and says, put the jewelry in your badun. What's a badun? I don't know. My mother was Fr French. My mother was French Canadian. I don't know. I put oh. it in my pants. I think it's your, I think it's your private part. That's funny that you said that because I thought badun was your boobs. Well, I put it in my pants, Diana. I hope it's not my boobs because I put it down my pants. <laughs> shoving her jewelry in your crevices i did because my mother was like nope nobody's gonna get this i remember sitting there with my jeans on going this is really uncomfortable and how long do i do do i wait and then i went and, and often hid exactly what she told me to hid 
hide and I have it till this day. I hid exactly what she told me to hide. Okay, so she, so you knew that she had, so her spirit had passed on while her physical yeah. body was still there. Yeah. Teresa Caputo is the only other person that I hear, because I've always said this, that just because the physical body is still there hanging on and you're on machines does not mean that your no, spirit is there. You have free will. Exactly. And um, we were listening to something um, where, because I told you that Mac and I listened to Hey Spirit, Teresa's um, podcast in the car, and yeah. she was talking about how somebody had already, you know, they, they'd already been gone, like, don't worry or whatever. And my son was in the backseat. And of course, he absorbs all this because he's six. Right. And he's like, okay, so your spirit can be away from your body. Okay. Yeah. And so that's when I explained to him, like, what do you think it is when people pass away and, or they die and they're able to come and visit It's because that's their spirit. Their spirit isn't their physical yeah. form. So it opened up this whole conversation. Yeah. It's, it's, you have free will. I think that I had, I had heard about it. I had read about it. I think surviving death really shows it on Netflix is that you, that woman that died and came back I mean, all that I own her book, which I can't wait for summer reads. I have like a stack of summer reads about how she was told it wasn't her time, but she felt so relieved to be out of physical form. But, you know, this is the big bad camping trip. Heaven is home. And everybody on TikTok doesn't seem to get that. This is where the pain is. Yeah. Heaven is home. When my mother couldn't get home to heaven fast enough, her two best friends were sitting there. She couldn't get home fast enough. She was like running, like, and she told me, I'm never coming back to this shit camping trip again. I'm never doing it. I'm not doing it. Yeah, she know. I don't think I would do this experience again if I was given the opportunity, but I also know in my spirit that me as a person, like, was given the option of like, this is going to really suck and it's going to be bullshit. And I was like, sign me up and give me all the traumas to experience. <laughs> I, I, I'm convinced that I was like in line drinking tequila going, give me two shit parents. I'll take one shitty brother, really shitty birthday, tequila. Like tequila. I, wasn't paying, I wasn't paying attention. And then when I got down here, I was like, what the fuck did I do? This is, I, I, and I chose it all. I chose the chart because we choose our charts. Yes, so I'm so glad that you said that because I've been diving into this, um, the concept of we all choose what our contract yes. is going to be and it's written yes. out and that has honestly has helped my mental health so much because when shit is so fucking hard and I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm like, I decided what my trials were going to be. I said I was strong enough to do this and that I wanted all this shit and I will be damned if I fail. Yep. You signed up for it. Yeah. Um, oh, what was I about to ask you? I was going to ask you something. Shoot. I don't remember. I'll come back to it. That's fine. <laughs> My brain is squirrel momenting. Um, oh, I wanted to know what the process was of you being a certified medium, because I bet you a lot of people don't know that you can be certified because you blew my fucking mind. Oh, it was hell. It was total hell, but I did it. Yeah. What'd you do? How did you do it? What was the process? How do I do it? I'm a, first of all, I'm a medium born a medium. You, there's no one on the face of the planet that can't say Noel Richardson's not a medium. They can't. Right. So whatever. So my mother dies. 
and I go up three months in front of the pastor at the time who fails me. She fails me. And the education sh system shuts down because the, the elder said, if we can't certify Noel Richardson, something's wrong. And I walked away with my mom for about a year. I taught mediumship out of my house. I'm an extremely good teacher. And I just walked away from that, that bullshit. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to regroup. My mother came to me meditation, which I'm really good at because you have to learn to meditate to do mediumship. And she said, now's the time. I go, what? She goes, call them back. And I said, I don't want to call those cunts back. She goes, you need the paperwork. We're not here to make friends. Go get, go call them. Picked up the phone. I said, I think you're ready to do they, they, this Sunday, this Sunday. We need you this Sunday. Yes. Okay. So I got up there. I was with no one. I had no family, no friends. And I, I said out loud, I had, you have to make a speech. You have to know about the religion. You have to talk about, you have to make bullet points. You've got to be on point to pass. They have to know they can send you anywhere and you know what you're doing. So I knew the spiritualist movement really well because I gave the books like I gave to you. I read them all. So I can get up there and write a speech in a minute and then start doing mediumship. And I had said to my mother, I'm going to leave. I want you to nail it. And I remember leaving the room. I don't remember what I said. And then when I came to, there was a standing ovation. So you were out of your body and just letting the spirit take over. And oh, wait, you have to be the conduit. Yeah. You know, when I watch all these people, I'm thinking to myself, you can't let your, let your ego lead because you're not going to be accurate because you're going to think. Yep. Every single time you're in your ego, somebody across from you is going, and you start thinking, oh, fuck, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Oh, my God. You can't think. You have to be the hollow bone. The only way to be the hollow bone is to get out of your way. Get out. Now, would you say when you were, that you were, because I, I know that there's a difference between, and this was in the book too, that you are having me read by Raymond Buckland, yeah. that there's a difference between channeling and the mediumship. Yes. So when you were in the room and you like, I would say like disassociated, were you channeling at that moment where you were just yes. letting it? Okay. Yeah. So I know the difference. Of course. I know, okay. But I'm saying at first I didn't. So oh. it takes time. Everybody wants a pink pill and just going to make me a movie star. That's why I have a really hard time when I see, you know, 21 year old readers lecturing 55 year old men. It's like, you haven't been doing cards long enough to tell anybody shit. You're 21. Yeah. People who know their cards, kiss their cards, sleep with their cards. Those are the people you want a reading from because they know the symbols. They know the feeling. So it's the same thing with mediumship at first you'll be able to feel spirit immediately if you go direct and you can feel it in your solar plexus, but you start with the etheric body. You describe the person from the head down. When you channel, you're not even in the room. So your guides do the work. And that's through meditation to learn who your guides are. That's your doorkeeper. That's who opens your door, shuts your door. That means when you're working or you're not working, you got to learn to trust them. I've... I've been very honest and open about the fact that I have no idea who my spirit guides are. That's you will, but that I, I know the energy. I know when they're there. I know the messages that come from them. I know the, um, I know when an energy tries to be them and influence me and is incorrect, but I, I have done so many like meditations and guided things and right. whatever yeah, I have no idea yet. And I assume that there's some reason. I just don't know what it is. It takes time too. And I'm going to tell you this, Diana, is that working in a group has the right energies move. Not, not going to say they're all great, 
But I'm going to say when you get in a collective circle of doing mediumship and meditation and you're calling spirit in, like circles now open. That means we're working. Circles now closed. We're not working. Yes. Working with other people helps you raise your vibrational level because it's a three-way communication between you, the sitter, and the spirit world. That's all it is. So it, what's start, what we're struggling with now is the fact that we had the pandemic. You can't pick up and go to a class. You it's can't tough. even pick up. You, you, so to get in a good mediumship group, I know there's some people doing it on Zoom. I think that that will help somewhat. But do I really think that home circles, home circles is how spiritualism started. So eventually consider starting a group circle. It's Tuesday nights at my house from seven to eight. Okay. Okay. That way you can open the circle, close the circle. Everybody can get, give what they're getting. Everybody can talk to each other. It, it forms a community that allows you to find your guides quicker. Hmm. It's doing it by yourself. is the hardest. I mean, I can do it by myself now because I've got 20 years under my belt. But when I first started out, I was in circle three times a week. And I wasn't, I wasn't like I am now. I was still in that struggling phase of how do I put these pieces together? Like, because you can say I'm a natural, but you might feel one thing and see another, but you've got to make those combinations come together as one. See what I'm saying? Because yeah. when I play cards, it's not the same energy as when I'm talking to dead people. That's true. I feel that. Different energy fields. Okay. I feel but that. I do. Um... I'm getting better now, but when I was yeah. first starting to do readings for people, I needed to read cards in order to do mediumship reads or yeah. any kind of, of reading in that way, because that was the only way that I was able to tap to into energy. Because that was the only way for you to open the door. Yes. Okay. And I'm getting better now, but I will say that it depends on the energy of the person that I'm reading. So like sometimes I'll go on and if I know that they're, that they're very closed off or they're very skeptical about something and I don't have somebody that stepped forward right away or they go, they're really nervous and they need a minute, then I'll start reading their cards first because I feel like it, it lowers the wall, lowers their walls and they feel seen because their cards have been read. Like everything I'm saying is accurate thus far. So right let your let your walls down and then all of a sudden that's when our our mediumship reads can pop in and it's great yeah well that's a great stepping stone to start at i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't come off that what works now but i would definitely have the opportunity to find a spiritualist zoom group okay join that okay because the way they're going to guide you through it is the way that you're going to be able to start to connect with with the other side and therefore you can start, it doesn't matter if you start a circle. It started in, in houses anyway. So that's how spiritualism started was, was in home circles with groups. I mean, I told you about, you know, that group that started in England that, you know, and I have the book and I, I can't believe I have all these books, but, um, and that, you know, that was also a group circle that started at home. So I would, do, I would definitely join a Zoom spiritualist group. I would say to you, if you can find a church, go, go, go to a church, but you're in Boise, right? Are you in Idaho? I'm in Idaho. Um, actually, so my husband was raised Wiccan here in, in Boise. Really? I didn't know he was raised Wiccan until a couple of years ago. 
And um, so I guess he grew up going to like men's spiritual retreats and like doing huge circles with these people. Okay. So there's, I guess there's this store called Crohn's Cupboard in Boise. And he said that there's a whole coven here. He just told me this recently after we moved here, that there's a whole coven here. And so he suggested that I go in and that I ask questions and see about the local coven. My thing has been with working with other people is that I don't like having to, I don't like the judgments of practice and I have been yeah. kind of standoffish about going and working with other people because I don't want to hear this is how we do it. And you have to do it that way because I will never be in a box and you will never put me in one. And I would rather not get along with you and not try. <laughs> I think, I think I would go in and, and ask questions at the coven, but I'm going to be totally honest with you. Usually they're too busy, you know, trying not to persecute each other. I mean, I haven't, I haven't met, you know, a, a group of them that it aren't evolved enough, self-actualized not to try to kill each other. So they just try, what I mean, but what I mean by that is they eat each other because the jealousy is so intense. It happens on freaking social platforms, TikToks, Facebook, whatever. It's, yeah. It's just, it's just, it's, it's uninvolved stuff. And so the reason I'm suggesting that Zoom group is because you're going to be home. I like so that. they can't have, they, they can't, you know, throw their bullshit on you. That's true. You know, the, the instructor can say, okay, we're all going to, you know, meditate, you know, open the circles open, give out what you get. And then it's over in an hour and you don't have to, you know, you don't have to find out if Susie cream cheese doesn't like you because you Fuck know, Susie cream cheese, right, you're why. better than her. <laughs> you know, when I first started, when I first started learning, you know, the Cabot Kent tradition, no one likes me. And I was young enough at the time that I thought that that mattered. Now I look back and I laugh. Because no, you shouldn't like me. I can't imagine people not liking you. Well, when you first start your first night off and the first thing she does is like hand you scry balls and said you start scrying and you, you, you don't even know what you're doing and you're killing it. No one in that room wants to talk to you. No. See, you should always there. be attracted to the person who's doing something no. better than you so you can level up. Oh, you, I agree. I totally agree with you, but that wasn't the case. So I went back for round two. I don't know why I went back for round two. But anyway, that's how I learned my tarot. I, I, like I said, that would be a, a good avenue is just start a Zoom group. I mean, if I had the time, I'd do it myself because I really, as you and I talked about, there's just no education now. Oh, I'm so sorry about that. I don't know what happened with that Zoom, but we'll just finish it on over here. That's fine. I think we got a lot of good stuff down there anyway, but my stuff was kicking out in a reading this morning and I was like, okay, my Wi-Fi is fine. And, but you know, we have so much going on with the moons and that full moon we just had and now we're moving out of what we're moving into Taurus tomorrow so it just could be communication yes it's about to be Taurus time yeah uh, we were just having a bunch of technical difficulties at our office and the tech guy said that they're having the largest um technology crash and that there's some kind of like some kind of scientific energy shift going on with like the platelets or something i was like i don't fucking know we're gonna blame it on the fucking moon and stars yeah well uh they talked about they talked about um in the astrology and vedic astrology they talked about this cu coming months of these coming months the more cyber attacks and there would be war attacks so i had seen that also too but i'll wait for joni to patrice she's a vedic astrologer to come out with more 
of what's going on. But we have so many eclipses. I just want to sit in, in a, at home and just hide. <laughs> I want to be like, I, every single time it's an eclipse, I'm like, yeah, it's not going to be good. This isn't going to be good. I'm not leaving my house. Lou, do you think that eclipses come with like bad energy? No, I mean, it comes with lots of miscommunications. So the last time there was an eclipse, um, my, my starter didn't start. Then there was another eclipse where I fell on ice driveway and I had ended up with a pin in my hand. It's just, it's just, it's just eclipses don't work for me. They just oh don't. And some people, I think if they're born on the eclipse, everything's fine. Now, I never believed it when I was little. I was like, nope, don't believe it. Now, when people say eclipse, I go, oh, hell no. I'm staying home. Nope. <laughs> staying home. Going to manifest from here. Hey, at least you know that, though, and you can be more on guard and you can protect yourself and learn from it. Well, it's like a full moon. Tell me a full moon doesn't affect you. Oh, of course it does. And even people who don't believe in the full moon believe in, you know, they, they keep up with the hype of, oh, people are acting crazy. Must be the full moon. Well, name one hospital. Every single person that I know that's a nurse is like, oh, well, it was a full moon. I'm like, yeah, that means the emergency room was full. Huh. So, yeah. Emergency room is always full during full moon. Yeah, I could see that. So I never believed in this. I was like, you know, astrology was the last thing I really grasped onto. You know, I could wrap my brain around tarot. I could wrap my brain around mediumship. I could wrap my brain around runes. I'm a great rune reader. And astrology was kind of the last thing. I was like, well, I don't, I don't love it. I mean, I don't know everything about every sign. And I did take a course in, in, in Cambridge, Massachusetts, and I sucked. When I tell you I sucked, I didn't even like, it wasn't like, oh, she was a little off. No, no, I sucked. And I just realized at that point that Vedic was probably better for me. So Vedic is a little deeper. Um, and it's, there's a, it's, so, it's like quantum physics. But um, I, where my cousin likes more of the, the, the Western, I kind of now go a little bit in between the both. Okay. But I, I do feel like when there is eclipse, I've seen it. The communication breakdown is like, how many times during eclipse do you see like the computer guy busy as hell all the time? All the time. Yeah. About, yeah. I'm not too big on like with astrology. I know my signs. I know the characteristics of signs. I know the signs I do mm -hmm. and do not get along with above right. that. When people talk to me, it's like fucking gibberish. I don't know who's home. I don't know whose house it is. I don't know what. See, that's it. That was it for me. Now <sighs> I went to take the course to learn the houses. And then I was like, okay. And she gave us charts to go home and read. And through her book, you should be able to read these charts. Well, I thought I had it down. I'm like, oh yeah. Mm. I thought I had it down. And I, when I would wet, it was Tuesday nights. I would go and everybody would whip their charts out. And I was so off, like so off. Like, and I remember when the course ended, I was like, you know what? She's like, oh no, you did really well. I didn't do really well. I didn't do, she kind of comes with a book. You pay her. I'm like, I didn't do really well. <clears throat> Wasn't something that I jumped back into, but um, I do like to follow the Vedic, but I do really feel that when I started studying the numerology, I think you and I talked about it. That really clicked for me. I was like, okay, this makes, these numbers make sense. I can get into that. Yes. Numerology and human design, which is, you know, number based also that I love those. Yeah. I wanted to say that uh, when I did, when I started studying the numerology books and then I found that link that you were on and then 
I did some more research and then I got my numerology cards. I was like, okay, I can definitely do a numerology card reading for someone. And I have not, and could not figure out Western. Couldn't, 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 you know, and I can be like, oh, I think there's a one around you or you can, you're like a four or four sides. And I don't even know that just comes from spending an entire summer studying it. And Lord knows, and I went and made, well, I had to do all my friends numerology. Like they'd come over and be like, oh my God, leave me alone. And I, and that's a great way to practice. But I was like, I just want to see if I'm right. I'm pretty sure you're a 4119 or so my poor friends had to like sit there. And, but that's good practice to use that. You have to use your brain on that. Yeah. You know, can't just jump out and read and not use that muscle. No, that's true. So we were talking about your your journey to being certified. Yes. Um, And that's when it started cutting us off. So you, you have to. You you have to stand in front of the church, which is called, not called an audience. Please don't call it that because the elders would get mad, but most of the elders are dead. So it's called a congregation. Okay. Now, every church is different. The way my pastor taught it was called direct mediumship. Now, you'll see other mediums go, I did somebody have a departure over here of a plane crash? You might have nine hands. That's called the SERP method. My pastor didn't teach the SERP method. So I was taught to go directly to you. That's if you see my videos on TikTok, I go Mm -hmm. directly to the person. May I come to you, please? They can say yes or no. So this type of mediumship I had to do for 10 years till the elders decided I was ready for my certification. And you did this for free. You weren't getting paid because they had what, what was called spirit days or psychic days. People could come and donate $20 to the church and they, you would read them. And they would expect you to do so many hours if you could for free. What kind of church was this? Spiritualist church. Spiritualist church. Okay. So this is how you got your, um, this is how you got your, your, your education. And on Wednesday night, it was called student medium night. They would open the congregation it would be $20 to the church and you could practice your mediumship. This is good practice. You want to get in front of this congregation and you want these people around to practice. On Sunday afternoons, after church, there was called student medium day. So after church, everybody would eat, you know, breakfast or whatever. And then we all go back into the congregation and practice. And this was because you want to be able to t- send those mediums to all other churches and they know what they're doing. Your church doesn't look good. <clears throat> Your church doesn't look good if you've got Hanny Hackaway over there going, you know, I see aliens, doesn't look good. Right. My church was known for do- being trained probably the, the best mediums in, in this state. The guy that trained me and a couple of other famous ones, um, he was very, he was very strict and he expected you have bound. He talked about, I forget what, who I was talking to and it might've been you, but his biggest rule was you just don't walk up in the street and start reading people. That's called forced readings. That has nothing to do with spirit. That has to do with your ego and it wasn't allowed. So people have to approach you and say, I'd like to, you to use your gift for me. They no, they in a church setting where you're practicing, may I come to you, please? They can say no. And when they say yes, that's when you start the mediumship. If you're outside and you're at the gym, you don't walk up to Bobby on barbell one and go, Hi, I think you have a nephew around you. 
That's called forcing a reading. It's bad boundaries and it doesn't help spirit and it's not spiritual. I agree with that. It's using your ego to benefit you. So when everybody sees Teresa Caputo, you know, flying around, that's already been signed and filmed. You have to sign releases. And people actually think that's real. I'm like, that's not real. There's nothing about that's that's real. So the oh. way I was trained, <clears throat> it's not real. All Those people can sue. They have to give her permission. Okay. So she, the whole film crew get these people together. Teresa says, I'm going to come to you and talk to your grandmother. I'm going to act like we're in a store. You're going to sign this release and you're going to act surprised. Okay. That's how it works. Well, so. that seems like a jip. But they have to. They have to cover their ass. If she was just walking through, you know, Piggly Wiggly, and she, they're filming some guy and he's pissed because he's on TV, they didn't ask permission, Diana. See, I always assumed that after they, like, after she did a reading or whatever, no. that then they have to sign a release. I never thought that, They hey, have to do she... it before. I was, <laughs> in, I was in that industry. I was in the TV industry. They have to do it before. So because it's all just can... kind of shammy. They have to do it before. So are the readings authentic, though? Yes, they are. Okay. Like, like you know, the film crew might show up at some place in Long Island and be like, we're going to use, you know, do you want a reading for Teresa Caputo? Who the fuck's going to say no? No one. Correct. So, will you please sign this release? Please sign this release? Please sign this release? This is how it's going to go. She's going to step back, walk into the supermarket. You're going to act like nothing's happening. You're going to cut some deli meat. She's going to turn to you and say... Do you, do you, do you, is your mother passed? They have to sign releases prior. They have to. It's a liability. Yeah, I could see it being a liability for yeah. sure. So, so for yeah. you, do you, when you're like out in public and things, do you, is it, do you turn on and shut off or do you always? I'm completely shut off. I treat this like a business. Another thing, the way I was trained is my pastor was like, this needs to be the most important work that you're ever going to do because you're proving the continuity of life. Right. There is nothing more important than working for spirit. Listen to what I just said. There is nothing more important than working for spirit. Now, other people would say working for God, working for Jesus, working for the light. Doesn't ma matter how you do it, but you can't treat it like shit because you won't get better. If you don't believe in it and you don't treat it like it's special and it matters, no one's going to respect you for it. True. So I treat it like a business when I want, and a lot of people in this town know what I do. I'm not open. One woman said to me, can you see anything around me? I go, no. And I don't want to. My gosh, you get that all the time, even when you're live. And I think that, and I find it so incredibly rude when you are on a live and you are just talking with people and, you know, you're like, I'm just having lunch. I'm not doing any readings and people are, can you see my father around me? Can you see my brother? Who's around me? And I'm like, what a, like you want to use your gift on somebody who has absolutely no respect for you. Well, and that's the whole thing is if you, if what's even better is they don't want to have, make an appointment like the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have to respect what I do. And I say it all the time when I'm live. I don't care if you believe in what I do. I don't care. And, you know, and another thing too is, is 
I got on TikTok this morning. Why do you turn your comments off? What we do is so sacred and so special and the energy can be so intense and you can make you physically sick. If you are reading every ass clown's comments who's decided that they don't like you today or they've decided their panties are in a bunch or you have too many followers and they have, that's going to throw you off for the day. I don't want that energy in my inbox. I don't want it anywhere near me. So followers, no followers. My comments will never be turned on, ever. No. You don't want that energy around you. Okay. And think about that, Diana. They're not trying to get on your comments because they can't wait to tell you they love you. Right. <laughs> They're not trying to get on your comments. And t- Why are your comments shut off? Because I don't want to listen to your ass clown mouth. Can I just say how much I love that you use the word ass clown and every time we talk. And I, I told my husband the other day, I was like, I got to talk to Noelle. I said, I'm putting headphones in because Max in the room and she says ass clown and it's the best. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, you, you know, you, think about this. You know, I was, I mean, it's, I, I was interviewed by this high school um, writing team and they found me on TikTok and they interviewed me and they said, how much disposition do you get? Like, people really hate you and stuff. And do they, like, they, they don't like what you do? I go, no, no. The most disposition I have is on TikTok. I've had people, like, I hope you die. Oh, okay. Because what? Because you don't like what I do? See, and <laughs> but I don't think that. I think that if you had, if somebody had a message from you that served them a purpose, they would be just fine with it. It's the fact that... They aren't on your schedule or you're asked or you make them pay or the, you yeah. haven't validated their loved one. Therefore, you're you must be a hoax because you're not singling them out personally. Well, who the fuck are you? Well, what's even better is this. So I left my phone number up there on my website, which I should have taken a hot poker and poked myself in the eye instead of doing that. So I finally fixed it where it really just goes to another Google account. But this woman texted me. She's like, my daughter was just murdered. And I wrote back, I'm so sorry. And she wrote back, well, I need to talk to you now. And I wrote back, sorry. She goes, you're a fucking bitch. And I wrote back, so are you. (laughs) Yeah. And go hire James Van Prague. Go find John Holland. Call Joanne Gerber. Go ahead. Pay them. And she actually thought I was going to because she's sending me nasty text messages. I'm no, like, that's calling not how me you get swear- anything. Diana, but calling me swear words is not going to fix your grief. No, it's misplaced grief. It's it's that she has no control over the situation or what happened and she doesn't know how to move on her heel and it's easier to attack you because you are the one branch that she can think of that can give her answers and you're not willing to hop, skip and jump. But I I also think that these are people who they don't understand what you do. They don't understand the energy that's put into it. They don't understand the boundaries that you have to put for yourself. People think about just themselves in situations, especially in moments of grief. Oh, totally. And that's why if you don't have healthy boundaries and limitations with yourself, you can get really drained and really sick from this work. And I have said that over time and time again, your ritual before and your ritual after are much of the most important things that you need to look at. They're not the ones that are going to wake up throwing up. They're not the ones that are going to be, you know, walking through shop and shop and you don't even know what you're there for. 
Your right. energy is the most important thing so you can keep going. They don't matter. They're not first. No, it's true. And what happened, what happens with us is we we care so deeply that we will push ourselves an extra hour when we can't do an extra hour. So you've got to get to the point. If you don't respect the whole practice and you don't respect what you're doing, you can't expect them to. They're going to walk all over you. You know, there's a medium on uh, TikTok. She's really, really good, but she doesn't charge. And they, they, they tweet. I'm like, oh my God, they treat you like shit. And I'm like, charge something. Give them a, you have to tally. You have to tithe. Yeah, I, I even, when I go live, I'm doing donation right now. And um, I have, well, are your readings free? No, they're donation. Like, I expect energy back when I'm giving energy. Diana, I, I say, you know, it's, uh, the, there's a friend of mine who worked in stores for 10 years. And she said to me, this is not 1804 where I can swap you a donkey for a chicken. Right. This is my energy. I need to get paid for it. Yeah, I agree with that. So, I mean, in my, the way I was trained is that, you know, the spiritualists didn't take payment for what they did. They didn't believe in that. They would believe, I said, well, I'm not doing this for free. So that was, you know, it started in the 1700s. You know, Lincoln used to go to the seances. Well, good. Talk to Lincoln, but I'm getting, I'm getting paid for all the education that I paid for. And my education, you think those circles were free? No. You had to pay for them. So no, 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 no. I'm getting paid. The, the, the less you go, the, the more bottom feeders you're going to get. And the bottom feeders are the hardest ones to read. And that's very simple. Murder, murder, overdose, overdose, murder, murder, overdose. Right. They yeah, it's always it. tragic. It's always tragic. And what happens to your energy when you've got four day, four hours of tragic? Yeah. You're completely fucking drained. You're toast. You're out of your mind toast. You're in bed for four days. Now you just lost four days of work where you could have been reading or you could have been, you know, on a podcast. You just see, you have to live it to learn it. And I've lived it. Yeah, I, I love learning from you and hearing what your stories and what your advice is, because, you know, I, I've gotten I feel like the advice that you give me aligns with with the direction that I'm trying to go. You know, I've gotten told that you know, I, that I shouldn't be charging and that it's money motivated. If you, you know, you go live and you're charging and you should only charge in your private readings and oh, suck um, my dick. And, I'm never listening to that. Why do and, you think? Yeah. No. Can, can I just tell you something? And I didn't do this. And I told you this, Diana, I stayed up for four hours one night and I watched everyone. I watched the good, the bad and the ugly. People were charging for people were charging for stuff that was batshit crazy. We're talking eleven eleven dollars a card. All right, think about that. Yeah, I've seen that. A card. Okay, so of course you put your eleven dollars on Cash App, right? And you know the card, the one card says, you know, Knight of Pentacles. You've got you've got good things coming. You're gonna pay for another card. <laughs> oh, Queen of Wands. We've got, you're going to pay for another, that, do that, Matt. That is $33 for three card poll. Yep. 
I've seen it all. I was like, no, I charge. I don't care. I've always charged. I've never, never had an issue until I got on TikTok and saw all these free people. Well, they're not free. None of they're not free. There's one. I'm, I don't want to hurt people's feelings because they do them. I don't want to say bad things about them, but there's people on there that are old enough to be my child. That means they have no life experience doing this work. You, this is life experience. When I stand up in front of an audience and read live, that's life experience. Yes. Just because this kid hasn't left his mother's house and he's got tarot card cards doesn't mean he is going to have any life experience to help me with my reading. He still has blood on his head and an umbilical cord attached to some mother. <laughs> and why the hell would I pay this kid? Well, and, and I find that like those are people who can't actually fully tie your reading to things like at least for me, when I when I'm reading, I also feel like the emotion of situation. Okay, so spirit will communicate to me in making me feel ways that I felt in certain situations that now this person is feeling. So then I'm able to tie their reading in fully because I can emotionally empathize with what exactly what the first thing your guides are going to do is show you in your third eye. The exact same story that happened to you when you were 12 that you're sitting across from. That's the first things your guides do. Yes. And then you feel it in your solar plexus and you're like, oh, that is this situation. Got it. That's, but that's life experience. You can't tell me that this kid who still lives at home is ever going to relate to me. No. Correct. You know, his, his, you know, his advice is like, okay, love, if you have any questions, love, in, inbox me on Instagram, love nobody's inboxing you because you're not answering. If I told everybody to inbox me, I would never get out of this house. Never. Everybody would inbox me if I said inbox me. So people just pay him to, to feel like to be, to be connected. They just pay him to be if, Oh, I want to be his friend because he just loves me. What, What the fuck are we doing? See, And this is where I feel like there are, a lot of people who are making money um, by scamming people just because they have they're they're nice to people or they have a nice personality or you know whatever they call people love all the time or whatnot love the muffin love muffin but then you know we're well, mean. Watch, can I tell you something? I want well I'm I get I get bitched at all the time that I'm mean because I'm straightforward. I'm not mean. Exactly. If you, if you can't handle being straightforward, then you need. You need some Xanax, some weed, whatever the fuck you need to figure your shit out. But if you wanted somebody that's not going to get accuracy, then keep going. I don't know. Move on. It wasn't that he was a bad reader, Diana. And it wasn't like he was off. He was just, I mean, I, if I even tell you, I, I can tell you how much money he made one week. He, he, people like him. He's just likable. And people are willing to to pay for likable. I just, I wish I could say somewhere else. Yeah. And yeah. And that, you know, and I, I, you know, I've seen some good people. I haven't really seen like horrible bad. I haven't. I've watched a lot. I haven't seen like epic failure. I mean, I I there's only one person that I can think of where. I I watched her video. She talks in a baby voice and she doesn't do cards or anything, but she um she'll like 
oh, who do you want to talk to? Oh, okay. And I don't believe a single fucking thing that she says. And every time, yes. And um, if I ever come across her page again, I'll, I'll share it with you just because I, I can't say that I have had an experience where I turn something on and I immediately hear bullshit, (laughs) bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. And I've come across her page like three times and it's shouted every time I cross her page. So then you're probably right. So there's a woman that goes this, this, she films every single time. And I think there's a, she has a haunted house. She gets on, she whispers, hi guys, I'm filming. At the first I was like, is this bullshit? Hi guys, I'm filming. I'm the only one in the house. Okay. So I've watched her a million times and I literally wrote back, I can't believe you haven't fixed this shit yet. Mm -hmm. Cause I'm surprised. I mean, cause it would take me one minute. And of course, all she had to do was get on my website and text me and be like, oh, well, how do I fix it? I'm like, I don't know if she just gets off on filming it. Oh, did you hear that bang? Did you? Ha-? So I'm just like, there's a lot of that on there. I'm like, I, did you really need clearing or are you just making this shit up for likes? I don't think it's people that actually want clearing. I think that it's people who there are a lot of like spirit box people and ghost hunters and paranormal. Oh, okay. And I think that it's because there's a niche for... People who want to see paranormal things. So she's saying that because... So she can probably get on the show. Yeah. Got it. I was just like, first of all, it's a little boy and he's standing right in the corner right there. And he died recently in her neighborhood. And he is... He bangs at one o'clock at night because he doesn't want to be alone because he doesn't know where he is. I'm like, I took me one minute to figure that out. Yeah, no, I just think it's... I don't. I think, think you're right. The people paranormal people are going to come in and wire everything up. And you're right. You're right. I didn't think of that. That's a good one. I know. She makes it that way. That I didn't, because I, there's so many of them. I'm like, how many people have so many haunted places? Hi, guys. I'm in the basement. I just wanted to let you guys know. Oh, hear that? Oh, and there's, there's all those voices. Are like, oh, and I'm like, you're not alone. Like, you've got your family there. What? Hi, guys. It's me. I'm in the basement. Everybody's in the fucking basement. Get out of the basement. Yeah. Well, I think that also, you know, people when you're when you're constantly feeding into that and just, you know, they're allowing those presences to be in their house and they're feeding them by giving reactions and not actually cleansing their home. So you're so right. They're getting off on that in some way on that energy. Exactly. I could I'm like, that would be long gone in my life. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, I am very open about like, you know, I've had, you know, I think we we all have like random spirit come in and whatever. And I'm very much I did not invite you here. You are not allowed to be here. Thank you. Get out. Bye. Get out. Get the fuck out. Yep. It takes two seconds. If you unless you wanted to keep staying there. It's not, it doesn't take that long. It really doesn't. And if you need help, call an expert, but this, you know, but who I, who are you going to call? Not us. <laughs> I'll tell you what to do from here, but that's about it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'll tell you, well, I, can, I can give you the stuff to do, but I'm not driving to your house. <laughs> well, I usually um, tell people where they can go to book services, but you're booked out for over a year. Yeah, NoelleRichardson.com might have a couple of episodes left, and I will be at the Azorian in Gloucester, Massachusetts this Sunday to do uh, open, it's an open mediumship day. 
So basically you guys come and eat and drink. And then I just start doing mediumship for about an hour. Then we do a meet and greet. So you can, if you can't get in with me, go to noelrichardson.com, purchase a ticket and come see me in mass. Well, one day I'm going to need to get on your books because I've never had like an actual mediumship read by somebody else before. And I think that would be awesome. Yes, definitely. That would be awesome. I'll arrange that with you. Of course. Okay. Thank you, lady. You are welcome. Well, I appreciate you so much and I will text you. Okay. Thank you so much, Diana. You're welcome. Bye. Bye.